The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Who hasn't heard or said the words, my heart says yes, my head says no. I'm sure at some point we've all experienced heartbreak or perhaps we've been told we've got rocks in our head. But we know from research that how we identify with our head and our heart can impact how we perform. So it's the perfect metaphor for thinking about modern leadership. Happy Monday, friends. Welcome back to the Next Big Idea Daily. I'm your host, Michael Kavnat, and I wonder what kind of leader you are. I mean, come on, you are a leader, right? Whether it's on the job or at home or in your friend group, there are certainly people in your life who look to you as an example, as a leader. So the question is, how do you lead? Do you lead with your head, rationally, intellectually, or with your heart, emotionally and empathetically? Ideally, you do both, and doing so wisely is the subject of the new book, Head and Heart, The Art of Modern Leadership by Kirsten Ferguson. Kirsten is a business executive, speaker, and executive coach who also writes a weekly column for the Sydney Morning Herald and contributes to the Australian Financial Review and Forbes. Here she is to share some of her big ideas. I have been a leader for more than three decades and have been studying and researching leadership just as long. Traditional models of leadership are no longer fit for purpose in our modern world. The kinds of leaders who stand out are those modern leaders able to lead at work, at home, in their communities, with their head and their heart. I firmly believe leadership is simply a series of moments, and every moment offers the opportunity to lead with impact. Regardless of who we are, how old we are, how we live, work or play, Every moment is an opportunity for our words and actions to have an impact on those around us. I don't know about you, but when I think of the thousands of moments in my life that stick with me, whether they were moments with leaders like my parents, my teachers, my bosses, my colleagues, some of those moments have been positive and others have been damaging, perhaps even traumatic. Those moments stay with us for the way they make us feel in that moment. We all remember those moments from leaders who saw potential in us before we might have seen it ourselves. Leaders who listened, welcomed feedback, asked our opinion, or respected a different point of view. We also remember those moments when leaders have undermined us in front of others, been inconsistent, questioned our expertise, or belittled us. It's easy to remember those moments when we think about the impact others have had on us. But are you just as conscious of the moments you offer others, the impact your words, your actions, and your behaviours might have on them? In our busy lives, many moments are fleeting and might unconsciously pass us by. We may not even realise the opportunity just missed or the impact we left in our wake. This means to be the most effective leaders we can be, to be modern leaders, We must recognise every moment is an opportunity to have an impact. We need to own those moments and be self-aware of the impact they are having on us and those around us. We are all leaders. 
Now, this might seem obvious to some, but you would be surprised how many people don't see themselves as leaders, even though they clearly leave a leadership impact. This is because we've been taught our whole lives leadership is only for those with power and authority, formal leaders, leaders with important titles and employees they are responsible for. The problem with such a narrow view of leadership is that it excludes rather than includes the many people we see leading in their lives every day. We are all leaders in our homes, our workplaces, our communities, regardless of our formal titles or roles and responsibilities. Now, of course, I'm not suggesting everyone is the boss. That would lead to chaos. But all of us leave a leadership impact. I remember in the first few months of the pandemic, I went to a local grocery store and watched a scene unfold. On this day, the young female checkout operator in my aisle couldn't have been older than 19 or 20 years old, about the same age as my daughter's at the time. In front of me was a much older man who was visibly annoyed. He had all the telltale signs, loud sighs, looking at his watch, shuffling from side to side. He was impatient to leave. Finally, when he reached the young checkout operator, he spoke up in a loud voice and told her that the policy of mandating face masks to be worn while shopping in the store was wrong and that he would not be coming back again. At this point, I stepped forward, as did many others who'd been watching this unfold as well, ready to jump in and speak up on this young woman's behalf. But we needn't have been concerned. The young woman summoned far more patience and respect than I could have in that moment and calmly explained she also didn't like wearing a mask. She said after a long shift it grew hot and rubbed on her skin. She explained she wore the mask because it kept everyone safe, including him, and she thanked the customer for helping keep her and others safe by wearing his mask as well. That young woman, without any of the formal titles we've always been taught come with being a leader, was very much a leader leaving a legacy in that moment. It was a reminder that to live is to lead. You'll be pleased to know my research found being a modern leader is not a fad and you don't need to throw out anything you may have already learnt. Modern leaders draw on qualities and leadership skills we already have, often in abundance, and which we can develop even further as we become conscious of the impact we have on others. Very often, some of the qualities or attributes are those we keep separate from work. The leader we are at home might be quite different to the leader we are in our workplace. Modern leaders integrate the leader they are when they're in all contexts of their life, whether at home, at work, or in their communities. It's the skills as a leader you have across all those different contexts that together will help you be the most effective modern leader you can be. Now, I'm going to be talking a lot about the head and the heart, and of course, it is just a metaphor, and it's not a new one. Who hasn't heard or said the words, my heart says yes, my head says no? I'm sure at some point we've all experienced heartbreak, or perhaps we've been told we've got rocks in our head. But we know from research that how we identify with our head and our heart can impact how we perform, so it's the perfect metaphor for thinking about modern leadership. In my research, I identified four attributes of leading with the head. They are curiosity, wisdom, 
perspective, and capability. And I also identified four attributes of leading with the heart, and they are humility, self-awareness, courage, and empathy. The art of modern leadership is about understanding how to draw upon the right head and heart leadership attributes at the right time and in the right amount. Master these attributes and understand how to apply them and when, and you'll go a long way towards being the modern leader the world needs today. Modern leaders monitor their word-to-wisdom ratio. There is a research study which found even though 95% of us think we are self-aware, only 10 to 15% of those we lead would agree. This is why building our self-awareness through feedback and other tools is so important. In my research, having the self-awareness to be aware of your limitations was the factor that strongly correlated with all other attributes of modern leadership. So let me share a tool with you I've used for many years called the Word to Wisdom Ratio. I began my board career when I was just 35 years old, and I joined my first public company board when I was 38. These were boardrooms where I was generally the only woman, and often the youngest, by decades. I looked and felt very inexperienced. I felt I needed to do more to make an impact. I didn't want to fail. What that looked like was me thinking I needed to contribute to every discussion, trying my best to add value, but often failing. I felt I was being judged and thought the only way to improve was to understand more, contribute more, and be heard. At the same time, though, I was noticing my very senior colleagues hardly said anything at all. Yet when they did say something, it was worth its weight in gold. They would allow everyone else to speak first and then come in with a perspective no one else had considered, which ultimately led to better outcomes. They might only ask a single question, but it would completely change the direction of the conversation and lead to more insights and better outcomes. So I helped build my self-awareness of my contributions through what I called the word-to-wisdom ratio. This encouraged me to think about the number of words it was taking me to add value to a decision, a crisis, a conversation. The number of words it was taking me to add anything of value was high, whereas my colleagues at the time had very healthy word-to-wisdom ratios, hardly using any words at all. The more experienced I've become, though, and frankly, the more self-aware, I now think of my word-to-wisdom ratio as an opportunity for me to build leadership in others. I want to say as little as I can to help those I lead come to solutions themselves. Being able to read a room is key for modern leaders. When Utah jazz player Rudy Gobert tested positive to COVID in March 2020, National Basketball Association Commissioner Adam Silver faced a dilemma. Silver needed to make a significant decision in the face of very little information. Gobert had become the first pro basketballer to have COVID and Silva needed to decide what to do. Ultimately, Silva cancelled the NBA season, and the NHL and Major League Baseball soon followed. Can you imagine what that decision must have been like to make at that time, in the face of sponsors, team owners, stadium owners, players and fans? 
This was all before anyone knew how the pandemic might evolve. Yet Silver assessed the environment, tried to predict a few steps ahead, and he decided on the course of action in the face of very little information. He truly read the room. He led with perspective. In my research, I found of all eight attributes of the head and heart, perspective has a truly special quality. It's like a turbo boost to becoming a modern leader. In basic terms, leading with perspective means you can read a room, and I don't mean an actual room, although I guess it could be, but it is much more likely to be your organisation, your industry, your family. If you lead with perspective, you're also able to keep an eye on what's happening outside the room as well. And importantly, leaders notice who is missing from the room too, which is particularly important when we consider the leadership attributes needed to drive diversity and inclusion. Let me explain. In my research, the strongest correlation with perspective was to empathy. This is because if you're also able to lead with empathy, you are skilled at understanding which voices or lived experiences might be missing, and then you willingly and respectfully seek them out and engage with different points of view. If we combine that with leading with perspective and noticing who is missing from the room, suddenly you have leaders who are looking for missing voices and making sure they are heard. That is the hallmark of a modern leader and why leading with perspective is such a key trait. Thank you, Kirsten. All right, everyone, that's it for today. Come on back tomorrow when we'll hear from the author of Project Unlonely, Healing Our Crisis of Disconnection. If you want to get a jump on that, you can hear those ideas and thousands of others on our Next Big Idea app. Find it in your favorite app store. Oh, and if you like this podcast, do me a favor and leave us a review. It really helps others find our show. I'm Michael Kavnat. See you tomorrow.